1: What is going on, everybody, and welcome in to the final edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast before week one of the NFL season kicks off. Um, we've been talking football with you all summer with a lot of great guests. Uh, most recently, earlier this week, um, Adam Levitan came on with us to talk some week one, some NFL futures, some NFL player props. Um so we encourage you to to go back and check out the podcast from earlier this week with Adam Levitan. Uh, but for this, we're doing kind of a quick hit uh, week one podcast. It is just my co-host Steve Buchanan and I, Julian Edlow, um, and we're going to get some housekeeping out of the way first. I mentioned it on uh, on the podcast with Levy, but we are on Twitter, the Unreasonable Odds podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. No, I did not say the, uh, the S because the S isn't there because we ran out of characters. We're going to have to have yeah, a fun. fight with Twitter about that. But at Unreasonable Odd, um, all the podcasts for uh, you know this season will come at you from that Twitter handle as well as at Julian Edlow and at Buchanan 24 I think it is. I don't know why you don't just do your name. Um, Can't do it. Some oh. weird photographer has my name and he hasn't used it in like three years and his uh. photos
0: are awful on top of that too. <laughs> All
1: right. So make sure that you don't follow at Steve Buchanan then because apparently it's not a very good follow. Um, but you definitely want to follow at Unreasonable Odd, the Unreasonable Odd's podcast. Um, so we will now be transitioning this podcast to Mondays and Thursdays every week. It's going to be more structured for you guys. Um, so you know exactly what you're getting Monday, September 13th, is that right? Yeah. Monday, September 13th will be the first uh, episode of this new format. Um, Steve and I will have plenty to talk about recapping week one, uh, previewing Monday night football and maybe doing a little bit of look ahead for the week. But for the most part, the guy that is going to come on and help us with that, um, is going to be Johnny Avello the head honcho over at DK Sportsbook, um, been in the sports book business for literally ages. He is going to be coming on with Steve and I and talking about why the, why the lines are set where they are, um, what he expects to move uh, throughout the week, which bets the week before it took the most money. What was the biggest losers for people, the biggest winners for people, Um who knows maybe steve will even ask him some questions um and maybe you guys will even ask him some questions maybe we'll do some ask johnny Velo. this is just coming up on the fly but uh maybe you guys can send in some questions um all right and then thursday as usual we'll be coming coming in with some of the the biggest names in the sports betting industry some of the top analysts and kind of go over the board get out some best bets for you guys play some know you better with these guests um and the other thing that we'll be doing on Unreasonable Odds Weekly, uh, Steve and I did well with this during the playoffs. I know we cashed a big plus money one on, on Travis Kelsey to have over 100 yards and a touchdown. And uh, we're just going to bring back the Unreasonable Odds Weekly promotion. Uh, Steve and I will come up with some some players or some teams or whatever it is that we like that week and come up with some basically create our own, build our own bet on DK Sportsbook and they will put it out for us. Um, week one, we don't have to do that because there's already an absolute stone cold lead pipe lock on the board for you, and that is to take the promotion of going and betting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 73. I have a good feeling about that one getting to the window. Um, so you might want to go max bet that one, which I believe is 25 bucks. But hey, that is a free 25 bucks for you to use come Sunday on your week one. NFL card which we are here to talk about Steve Buchanan did I forget anything and if I didn't uh why don't you just take us into week one here
0: no I think I think you uh hit on everything I mean the hosting job is not normally your job that was a good opening segment by you so getting ready for the NFL season you are ready to go
1: but let's I have a little get right piece into of paper a little sticky note in my hand with with everything written on it and I I did it all it's most organized I've ever been
0: and, and will ever be um one thing I do want to mention that, you know, obviously you can place all your bets for NFL. You've been able to do this since like mid-May. Um, but one thing that is available on DraftKings Sportsbook for this NFL season is those same f- game parlays. They are like the most gosh
1: darn same game parlays.
0: All good, Oh, please. I mean, that's the, that. If that if that can't pass, then something is something is wrong. But same game parlays are available on DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to get into these more as the season progresses. But like seriously, there's so many different ways, uh, especially if you're familiar with DFS. uh, Build a same game parlay that goes with the narrative of how you think that these games are going to go. uh, Get some really big odds on some of these ones. So just make sure to keep an eye on that one. Another thing that we're going to be talking about a lot, and I have one right off the bat. So we might just get right into this. Six-point teasers. They're yeah. just like my absolute favorites. But here's why I wanted to bring this up right off the jump, because we're doing something we don't normally do. My six-point teaser is going to be extended from Thursday to Sunday.
1: Whoa. Right, right. This congratulations. is congratulations.
0: Thank you very much. This you've is joined
1: the money. You've joined the money team. I remember, I remember way back when, when I taught you what a teaser was, and uh, <laughs> now you've become obsessed with them. I don't. Yep. We ha, I, we might have the same one because my I'm I'm literally I can show you the drafts of my best bets okay. article that I am working on right now. Mine is also linking Thursday to Sunday as it usually is. Um, yeah, Tampa is going to be. A, I'll just say yep. now, Tampa is going to be a really public one, but I. Yep. We'll get into the analysis. I, that's a great teaser leg.
0: So, um, so Tampa Bay, as we're speaking, actually went down half a point. Is that minus eight now. It was eight and a half, literally um, a few moments ago.
1: Was so now it's down, down when to I was writing it.
0: oh, Oh, so there you go. So it's jumping all over the place. So starting with Tampa and this is where I think you and I are going to differ, but then I'm actually taking the Giants as the second leg going from plus three to plus nine against the Denver Broncos. So that gives you minus two for the Bucks plus nine for the Giants two leg Six-point teaser, minus 120. I don't usually go this far out. Even if I parlay something, it has to be in the same game window. So it has to be the 1 o'clock games, 4 o'clock games. Can't can't go for hours. This is going for days. This is a historic day for myself, the Unreasonable Odds podcast. But first six-point teaser of the season, Tampa Bay, minus two, Giants, plus nine against the Broncos.
1: That is big of you. Um, you're going to have to wait multiple days to collect your cash. Uh, yeah. I Obviously, I'm not going to argue with you on the Tampa leg of this. Um, first team, can a, can a team come out on ring night and uh, be a little sluggish? Sure, but I think that's literally where the concerns end on this game. This is the first Super Bowl uh, team in the salary cap era to bring back all 22 starters from their Super Bowl champion, and they're going to be hosting a Dallas team whose quarterback yeah. dislocated his ankle last year, hasn't played since week five, didn't get any preseason in because of a shoulder, um, has had hard knocks going on around distracting them. Uh, what else? is going to be without Zach Martin, their best Pro Bowl yep. lineman against a vicious run defense. I, this has, I mean, it's so square, but it has Tampa written all over it. I don't know how Tampa doesn't win this game and doesn't right. win it. I don't, uh, you know, I'm writing it up at seven and a half. I, I have it at, at, I took it over the summer, honestly, like Tampa when it was six and a half, getting it down to minus a half. So it's just a money line. Essentially. I don't mind it at one, one and a half, two, two and a half, just get it under a field goal to play it safe. But I'll, I'll be shocked if, if Tampa just doesn't cover this game um, outright, I'm just kind of playing it safe here with my second leg, because I think the second leg is the safest piece on the board in week one. And that goes with my best bet that I gave out a month ago. The San Francisco 49ers minus seven. You buy them right down or not buy them down, but the teaser gets them right down to minus one. There's no way that uh, (laughs) there's no way that the Detroit Lions are going to win this game. There's no way that the Detroit Lions are going to win this game. Um, The the Niners are going to run the ball down their throats. Goff has nobody to pass to. The coaching, Dan Campbell doesn't know what he's doing. Anthony Lynn cost the Chargers multiple games last year with his coaching, and he's the offensive coordinator that will be tasked with leading Jared Goff throwing to nobody to try and go score some points, and I just don't see it happening. So we're starting with the teasers. I think it's a great starting point. We're both yep. on Tampa. I'm going to go to San Francisco there. I will say, in my Best Pets article, I don't know if I'll get to it, this will probably be a play that I leave off, but I I did take the Broncos' money line earlier in the summer um, at minus Before 130. Before
0: or after the Bridgewater thing.
1: I took it right around when Bridgewater was named the starter at minus 130. Okay. Um, I didn't want Drew Locke in there, but th- this was um, kind of two ways. The Broncos looked good in preseason, and the Giants had some serious O-line issues. So, like... Chubb and Von Miller teeing off on that O line. I don't see this going well for the Giants. Do I think the Broncos win by double digits? I would lean no, so like you can definitely cash your teaser. Uh but I'm not getting in the way. I'm not backing the Giants. I'm not getting in the way of the Broncos yeah. in this one. I have a I have a small one unit Broncos money line bet and now it's at minus 160, so I'm probably yeah. going to leave it off my card. Um this is just something I did earlier in the summer. Uh just something to watch out for that that Giants O-line might be pretty bad in week one. And then I would potentially look to fade them in week two. The other thing that I was
0: kind of toying with too, and, you know, obviously when you're doing these teasers, you like to, you know, uh, get over that number three or the number seven, the Washington football team is plus one against the Chargers at home. They're home underdogs in the uh, their home underdogs in this one against the Chargers. Obviously once Justin Herbert took over last year for Tyrod Taylor, uh, obviously just, a, just a massive difference for the Chargers new coach. For the charges now as well, but defensively, the Washington football team is the same basically since last year. That defense is legit. That team as a whole was pretty legit the entire season. So if you tease them up, you get them up to seven. You know, ideally, you'd like to get them at seven and a half. If you, I want, if yeah, going to go that gonna way. Gonna say.
1: Yeah, which you can do if you have a spot where you really want to. It's minus 140 on DK Sportsbook to do a six and a half point teaser. Yep. If you really feel good about something, and let's say Tampa's at eight and you want to get them just on the money line, you can do six and, uh, all right, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Forget what I was saying. If you have a spot, <laughs> find a spot where you want the full six and a half, um, maybe it's getting the Rams down to one. That's a good teaser spot. Fading Andy Dalton and the Bears on the road on Sunday Night Football. And you want Washington, do the six and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was toying with that one and I was like, man, I'd love to get the seven and a half. But like you said, you can do that a little bit more juice, obviously, with the minus 140. But that's a game that I think that I'm really going to keep my eye on. I don't think there's been a ton of line movement in that game, really, cause there's really been no implications that would, that would warrant um, any, any significant line movement like some of these other games has gone through. But that's one I really kind of want to keep an eye on. Um, as the week goes on, I feel like that might get a little more attention too, as well. Um, so looking at where this opened originally, so, um, the football team actually has been gone from favorites to underdogs. So it's moving around a little bit, but that's the only thing I, I, I want to keep an eye on. I think that could be an interesting game as a, uh, as a teaser piece.
1: Yeah, I, I don't hate it. If you can, uh, if you can get it to the right number, um, all right, so just scrolling scrolling down the board here. And just to say, the popular teaser pieces, and they're not all going to win. One of these teams is sure. going to lose. But Tampa ov- over the Cowboys, the Niners over the Lions, the Bills sitting at six and a half at home over the Steelers. Um, the ch- ch- Chiefs as six and a half point home favorites over the Browns and the Rams as seven-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Bears. Those are going to be the popular teaser pieces in week one. Um, And then also real quick, I mentioned, I mean, well, this is obviously a piece for for next week, but I mentioned potentially fading the Giants early if their O-line doesn't hold up well. You just talked about that Washington defense. If the Giants look bad at home in week one against the Broncos, they're on the short week, Thursday night football week two at Washington going against they Chase are. Young in that line. That's a spot that we might be coming on the next time we do this podcast on Monday, September 13th. I might be looking ahead to Thursday night football saying, all right, give me Washington, who's currently minus three. That number would grow in in that Thursday night football week two game. But we didn't come here to talk week two. We came here to talk week one. Um I already addressed mine. I'm still on my best bet of the summer, which is the 49ers minus seven. And also yep. adding them into teasers. They're going to be my largest, uh, you know, liability. Um, the 40, making sure the 49ers get that game by more than a touchdown in week one. Your spot has been the dolphins, which obviously has had some moving pieces. Mac yep. Jones is now starting for the Patriots. The dolphins are down a couple guys due to COVID uh, including a starting O lineman. Um where are you still on on that game? The Dolphins visiting the the Patriots, as what is it? Is it three or two and a half right now? It's three right now. Okay.
0: I still. I mean, I still think this is a great spot for the Dolphins. I mean, you want to even just look at their against the spread record last year. They were the best in the league. They were eleven and five against the spread. Last year. Now they're facing obviously the Patriots who, you know, you would have liked this better. If Cam Newton was starting, obviously that was, that was kind of the thing that had me on it at first, but now we have the rookie quarterback who, and if you believe what you've heard has been doing extremely well, reading bill Belichick's playbook. Like there was actually reports coming out just a couple of days ago that Mac Jones was actually helping Cam Newton read the playbook, which if that's, if that is actually the case, then, you know, maybe rest in peace to this bet. But with that said, I still think there's a lot to like about Miami. Maybe I'm higher than some on what they did this offseason. I love the move for Will Fuller. I love the weapons that they have around them. I love the fact that Devontae Will Parker is missing this game, right? That is correct. I'm just talking about in general. But, uh, but okay. the, just the, the fact that, like, getting Devontae Parker open was such an issue last year. They're able to do that more this year. I'm just not sold that the Patriots are going to come out all, all cylinders firing. No Stefan Gilmore on this game, by the way. Like I just think that there's a lot to like about Miami at plus three uh in, in this game.
1: All right. That's fair. I'm not I'm on the Patriots over nine for the season. I'm not betting this game. Um but I'll be rooting for the Patriots obviously for my my win total to come through. Um, and so that I can start the season 1-0 and when the Niners win, like, I don't know, let's call it 38-10 to 49ers, um, and when the Patriots beat the Dolphins, then I'll be 1-0 and and you'll be 0-1, and I'll have that to look back on. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to give two other bets, um, that are going to be on my, in my Best Bets article on my Best Bets card, um... For the rest of week one. Interesting one here. The Packers all off season weren't expected yep. to have Aaron Rodgers. They were plus three in a game in new Orleans. Then Aaron Rodgers does nothing. He just doesn't retire. He does nothing. And the spread moves six points to Packers minus three. Hopefully you bet him early in the summer at plus three and minus three. Cause DK Sportsbook is honoring these, these wagers, even with the moved location, um, nothing, nice. Nothing is voided, which is very nice. Um, now, if the Packers are going to be three-point favorites at the Superdome against the Saints in week one, these numbers don't make sense. That does not mean that you only move one point to a four-point favorite playing at a neutral field in Jacksonville. Is it easier for Saints fans to travel to? Sure. Um, and there are reports that like the Saints did their homework here Aaron Rodgers apparently doesn't have a very good record in Florida. I don't care. And yeah. they made sure that ticket prices from Wisconsin were more expensive to get to Jacksonville than to get somewhere like Dallas. So they're trying <laughs> to make it harder for Packers fans to get to the game. I don't care. You're still not playing at home. You're still not in the Superdome. You're in Jacksonville. Yeah. You're going up against Aaron Rodgers. The saints have had like their top, top corners, retiring Guy's getting hurt. Guy's getting suspended. Drew Brees is gone. Michael Thomas isn't there. Right. There's too much going on with the Saints, and you're not even at home anymore, and you're going to get a motivated Packers squad. The last dance narrative with the Packers is yep. ridiculous. What are you, Michael Jordan? Aaron Rodgers is now Michael Jordan in the Bulls? You've won one Super Bowl. You haven't dominated a decade of sport. Tom Brady is, if Tom Brady wants to call his last season the last dance, go right ahead. Aaron Rodgers, not so fast. Um, but give me the give me the Packers here. Like, give me things like Devonte Adams minus one fifty anytime touchdown score. Maybe give me Devonte Adams first touchdown score because you remember that one. Devonte yeah. Adams first touchdown score was up like over twenty units last year because we're talking plus five six hundred uh, plus five six hundred odds. That was a a banger, um, in twenty twenty. But just finish up with some with some numbers on on this one. Um, Aaron Rodgers first last last thirteen week one games he's played in he's nine and four against the spread so generally a strong starter. The Saints have gotten off to terrible starts. They are two and twelve against the spread in their last fourteen week one and two games. To which. DraftKings own Matt Lamarca tweeted at me that it's nice to know that Drew Brees gets off to slow starts. Mm -hmm. No, Matt Lamarca and anybody else saying this are giving me this argument. That is not the reason in the last seven week, one games, Drew Brees and the saints have averaged 30 points per game. The issues are all on the other side of the ball. You'll recall a 48 to 40 loss at the Superdome to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Buccaneers. Um, this defense has slipped and it has been bad out of the gates early. So I'm all over the Packers on the neutral field, minus four. Not to mention, yes, Jameis Winston could turn the ball over, and his top wide receiver is Marcus Calloway. So, like, there could be some issues there.
0: I get nervous whenever the public is excited about Jameis Winston again. Like, he's looked good. He had the LASIK eye surgery. So, I mean, basically, he was playing with his eyes closed in years past, but what's always been the issue with James Winston, like the turnovers and he was getting those turnovers when he had like a legitimate offense in front of him. You can't say that in week one for the saints at all. Like I know Callaway's look good in the preseason. I, I know that the saints have, you know, worked some things out, but I, I, I can't be crazy about, about the saints in this one, especially with Winston. I need to see more from Winston. And maybe that's like the square answer. Cause it's like, okay, well, when you see enough, the party's already happened. Like now you're late. I don't feel like this is, I need to be early on the saints in this one. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it with a motivated Aaron Rodgers with, you know, the neutral playing field like this. There's just too much. There's too many red flags on the Saints side that doesn't want me that I would be looking to back the Packers instead.
1: So I I like that you brought up the public perception part because it's like all right, well, he was with the Bucks then. Now he's with the high-flying Saints and Sean Payton. Yeah. It's like, oh, you mean when he was with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and now he has Marcus Calloway? And uh, right. who's the number two wide receiver in, in New Orleans? Uh, as of right now, it would probably be uh, Traquan Smith, probably. Yep, yep, just pulled up the depth chart. Uh, Marcus Calloway and Traquan Smith. So, like, oh, now you're with the, the Saints. Things will be better with Marcus Calloway and Traquan Smith than they were with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Okay. Have fun with that, which is why another one that if I have time this week, I'm going to see how many articles I can get out this week. I'm going to try and set some kind of record. I'm going to put out an article on the Saints missing the playoffs. I bet it at minus 115. It's at minus 130. Mm. The Saints aren't going to be good. The Saints yeah. aren't going to be that good. They have Jameis Winston. They have no receivers till uh, Michael Thomas gets back. Their defense is taking a step back. Um Uh, And not to mention they're starting the field, the season on neutral field, and it could be a month until they get to play a home game. Yep. That hurts. Saints minus minus one thirty to miss the playoffs. Packers minus four week one. Um, Give me those.
0: And not only that, um, the saints desperately needed some cornerback help. So they went out and signed Desmond Trufant. Um, Not somebody that was exactly particularly strong when he was healthy. Last year. So if they're going out and getting that desperate for cornerback help, um, that was somebody true form was somebody that we were picking on when he was with Atlanta. We were picking on when he was against the lions. They're hurting for stuff. They're hurting for players right now. So they, I, I, I just can't back them in the spot at all.
1: All right. Fair enough. You want me to give out my other one or do you want to give something out? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So the other one we can talk more about on, on Monday um when we do this podcast because it is monday night football and i am going to take the road baltimore ravens minus four again the minus four on the packers and the minus four on the ravens as we record this the best numbers in the industry a lot of four and a halves out there so you want to go ahead and bet these on DraftKings sportsbook um i'll take the baltimore ravens minus four on the road against the raiders Uh, the only thing that I'm afraid of going up against, I guess Gruden's a decent early season coach, you know, it's going to be a huge game. It's Monday night football. The first game with fans for the home team in Las Vegas, that's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. Like it's going to be a fun pregame atmosphere, you know, turning on that game. Um, and that building will be jacked up, but I got to take the Ravens here. Um, and let me get into, let me get into why for you. So, first of all, the Raiders under eight wins was my first futures right. bet. It's moved down to seven, um, so I got a lot of movement there. I don't see this team going nine and eight having a, a winning record. That means they're going to lose the games that they're underdogs in, I think, so I'm just kind of doubling down on my own thought process here. But uh, the Ravens are a strong team out of the gates, a strong team as a slight road favorite, a strong team as a road team against the numbers. So these are the the numbers that I put out on Twitter, the trends that I put out on Twitter. The Ravens last four week one openers. They have won by 36.25 points per game. Yep. Last four home openers. They win by 36 points per game. That's (laughs) like enormous blowout wins. You'll recall last year was 30 something to six against the Browns. The year before was fifty-nine to ten against the Dolphins. Um, there was another forty-something to three against the Bills in there. They're blowing teams out to start seasons. The Ravens ended last season seven and one against the spread in their last eight. That includes the the playoff loss to Buffalo. Six and zero against the spread in their last six regular season games. The Raiders ended the year one and five against the spread in their last six. They lost two of their last seven outright. Momentum at the end of the season going different ways. Baltimore, last nine games as a single-digit road favorite. Last nine games as a single-digit road favorite. This number is courtesy of Spread Investor. 7-1-1 one one against the spread. Baltimore, last 34 road games overall. Just talked about them on the road. They've covered 22 of their last 34 road games overall. It's a trend play. But it's also an eye test play. I just think the Ravens are going to be a lot better than the uh, Raiders this year. The Raiders' biggest step back was that offensive line, which was their strength last year. I think that took a huge step back. I think Baltimore gets this one by a touchdown or more.
0: You know, and obviously, you know, some of the news as of late has been the guys that Baltimore has lost this offseason due to injury. Justice Hill was the latest one.
1: Right. Two Um, two running backs. I'm all in on. I had my fantasy draft last week to Gus the bus at the the turn at the end of the third round. So I'm, 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 I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard Gus the bus. I think we're going to be good there.
0: But the the, the thing that intrigues me too, is that we, and we've been hearing this is that they want to mix up this offense more than it was before, because it was almost downright predictable what the Ravens were going to do every play. They're going to run the ball. They want Lamar Jackson to throw the ball more. And we kind of saw that a little bit during this offseason. Uh, Sammy Watkins is on the team now uh, as another receiver for him. Obviously, we know what Sammy Watkins
1: is probably going to help me with this bet because he generally has about 50 DraftKings fantasy points in week one, and then we never hear from him again.
0: I was going to say the week one darling. <laughs> Sammy Watkins shows up in week one, shows up in week, well, now will be uh, week 18. Would that be the last week? out? Yeah, week 18. Yep. 18. So the, the, the beginning and the end, that's, that's the Sammy Watkins mentality. Um, but he shows up, he's going to be on the field for them. Um, some of the other downfield threats that they have, obviously the, the Raiders have had struggles with um, defending against uh, the, the pass. So I do, like, I do like the Ravens in this spot too as well. Uh, admittedly, I haven't looked too deep into it as it is the Monday game, uh, but minus four feels like a pretty, pretty fav- favorable number against the Raiders, despite them being at home. In that beautiful stadium, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, cashless, no cash accepted at Allegiant really? Stadium. That is correct. I and didn't know that. Uh, they hosted WWE SummerSlam, and all the systems went down. So no concessions could be purchased because it is all electronic, no cash accepted. So everybody was hungry, thirsty, and angry.
1: I didn't know that. See, that's a. I- uh... That's why you still gotta keep it old school in some some <laughs> sense of the some sense of the way. Like when yes. I go when I go out for like a night and I know I'm like going to a game, going different places, like I still always bring a little bit of cash with me.
0: Yeah. As you should. I don't As know. You about absolutely you. should. But apparently, if you go do that at, at Allegiant Stadium, it doesn't matter. Your money is girl. no good here. Your money is no good here. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> is what happens at Allegiant Stadium.
1: Um, um what, all right, you got any other sides that you're playing? You're you're just making a teaser for Week One and betting the Dolphins.
0: I really want to like the Eagles at plus three against the Falcons.
1: Like it just That's feels a, like an it's a grimy game.
0: It is a grimy game, but that you know what I you know I, I don't pride myself as like a handsome guy, a guy that gets into you know nice things. If it's a very grimy game, but I don't know. Are the Eagles really three-point dogs to the Falcons?
1: Dumpster like, barrel Buchanan.
0: I mean, but talk me through this. Like, do, do they really deserve to be three-point underdogs against the Falcons, who are no longer in the in the um, presence of Julio Jones? Obviously, Kyle Pitts should should, as we all feel like, especially as Rookie of the Year backers, at Kyle Pitts at ten to one um, feel like he's going to step into that role. Him and Calvin Ridley are are by far the one and two. But I don't know. From what you saw from Jalen Hurts last year, and a healthier offensive line that we've seen in years past, are they really deserving of three point underdogs? I feel like. See, see, know. this is going to be this is going to be one of two things. This is the absolute stone trap line of the week, or this was one that we were, we're going to look back and go like, oh, that that was a, that was an easy one. Like I don't feel like it's going to be a three point game. This is either going to be a blowout by one of the sides. Just three points just doesn't – three points doesn't feel uh, make a lot of sense to me in this spot.
1: Well, I guess it does. Like, I, I kind of agree with you in the sense, like, maybe one of these teams is going to win this game by double digits. But we just don't know who it is. I, like, I don't – so the three points tells us that this game, these teams are valued equally on a neutral field. Um, Essentially, that's what it should mean. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust – I just don't feel like I can trust either team. I will say more people are fading the Eagles than like some people like the Falcons win total over as they get sucked into every year over seven and a half. Um, I I have no thoughts. I think both of these teams need to prove something to us before we know that they're good. And I don't know which one is the better team. So I just can't bet this game.
0: No, that's fair. But I just looked at that line and I go, that feels like one that I want to dive into. (laughs) because it's week one and we're going to get grimy and nasty. And that's just exactly where I landed. But I just, I think that's going to be another one. I'm going to try to keep an eye on as as it gets a little bit closer to Sunday, but that I just look at that line. It just feels off to me. That's, that's, that's really the, my, my inkling on that one.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, Okay. So you are, you've teased, you're teasing the bucks and the giants. Yep. You like the Dolphins plus three. You might like the Eagles plus three. I am on the Niners minus seven, the Packers minus four, the Ravens minus four, and I'm teasing the Bucks and Niners. That's going to be my week one card for now, um, but I am working on the rest of the articles, and I'm going to add some stuff to the Best Bets articles. I have Thursday night and Monday night Best Bets articles, um, so I'm sprinkling a couple other plays in there. I'll just give you the preview of the Thursday one since I have that one essentially done. I am writing up the Bucks first half, minus four and a half. Prescott, this is his preseason, first half of this game. Um, whereas the Bucs come in, Super Bowl champs, everybody back, preseason under their belts, ready to go. I think this one gets out of control a little bit early. Not something I've bet myself yet, but something I'm putting in the Thursday night article. Player prop. When I started writing this one, it was, I think, 33 rushing yards for Leonard Fournette. It is now 35 and a half rushing yards for Leonard Fournette with minus 115 to the over. This is the prop I'm writing up for Thursday night. Leonard Fournette over 35 and a half rushing yards. Um, Ronald Jones is up at 47 and a half. So it's kind of a split backfield. Um, Do we forget, like people remember Leonard Fournette pass catching in the postseason. He was huge. He caught 18 passes in the four games, 18 of 21 targets for 148 yards and a receiving touchdown. That role is going to be gone. That role is going to belong to Gio Bernard. That's why he's there. And the rushing will be split up between Jones and Fournette. But do we forget what Fournette did on the ground in the postseason? Let me remind you. Washington, 19 carries, 93 yards and a touchdown. New Orleans, 17 carries, 63 yards. Green Bay, 12 carries, 55 yards and a touchdown. Chiefs in the Super Bowl, 16 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. That's 64 carries for 300 yards in the four postseason games. 75 yards a game, no fewer than 55 in any game. They're going to hand the ball to Fournette. And what do we have here? Tampa, eight-point home favorite against a Dallas defense that was only above the Houston Texans in rushing yards allowed last year. 158.8 rushing yards per game allowed for the Dallas Cowboys. If Tampa gets up big in this one, yeah, Jones will get his like I don't you can bet them both if you want, but um I wish you could bet like team total rushing yards on Tampa, but yeah, give me Leo Fournette. This is one I will put some money on, and one that I'm putting in Thursday night best bets over 35 and a half rushing yards.
0: So I got a same game parlay for this one.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, the Bucks are gonna win, obviously. So Right.
0: So it's it's that's part of it. So you get the Bucks at minus half a point. Okay. Leonard Fournette, anytime touchdown score. And Tom Brady, over 249 and a half passing yards. You same game. Why parlay. you just one? put
1: the Fournette rushing yards in there?
0: I like the touchdown score. You get better odds. I know,
1: but score. you can put them both.
0: You could put them both, but I'm always sticking to three. You parlay all those three together, same game parlay, you get plus 310. That's a pretty nice number.
1: That is a nice number. Is, where do you? Saying. Where? At, why don't I see? Why don't I see the Leonard Fournette on rushing touchdowns?
0: You got to go to uh, touchdown scores, and then you scroll down to anytime touchdown score. Mm. That's how you get it there, and then that's all those guys there. Thank
1: there you, you for help. Thank you for helping me out there. See what um All right, so there's a player prop I'm looking at. That one's early. Does anything real quick before we get out of here? Does is there any player prop that you're kind of? keeping your eye like, Hey, when this one comes out, this is a spot that I have my eye on for, for week one.
0: Uh, I I was kind of looking at, um, uh, I want to know what Baker Mayfield's um, passing prop is going to be in that one, because they're obviously almost a touchdown underdogs in that one on the road against Kansas city. Uh, This was the team that gave Kansas city a lot of trouble last year. And so that was one that I really wanted to kind of look at. I'm very high on the Browns this year. I like them over 10 and a half wins. It was one of my um, uh, biggest plays of the preseason uh, of before the season started. Um, obviously this game has a high total. I think it's at 54 and a half the last time I checked. Uh, was the on this one, but that is definitely something I want to be looking at. And because if we're thinking that Baker is going to continue to excel, have Odell Beckham back, I believe as well. So I think there's a lot to like about taking the over on his uh, passing hours. when that does come out.
1: All right. That's fair. Um, I haven't gotten anywhere for Sunday, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not a very creative guy. I need to see the numbers and then react. So I will have some player props uh, for week one Sunday. Um, all right, last thing before we get out of here. Obviously, reminder, take Tampa Bay plus 73. Get That's your money there. Your 25 bucks for Sunday. Monday, we will be back with Johnny Avello. That's every Monday, by the way. We will have Johnny Avello on as Steve and I recap the week. Look at Monday Night Football. Look ahead. Have Johnny Avello to talk the lines. Thursdays, we will have our great guests on. You want to follow the Unreasonable Odds podcast on Twitter, at Unreasonable Odd. Besides listening to the podcast and getting some of our bets and things of that nature. And we do tweet out plays on days that we don't have the podcast. We gave out a couple MLB winners last week in a Tampa Bay, uh, Boston Red Sox game. We've been giving out some college football winners. And by we, I mean, I, because Steve doesn't know anything about college football. Correct. One of the winners that we gave out, and this is why you're going to want to follow the unreasonable odds podcast on Thursday night, we gave out, uh, NC State minus 19 against South Florida. NC State routed them, won the game 45-0. We cashed that best bet for two units, and that gave me the ability to give away five $100 free bets on DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to be doing plenty more of this this season, uh, where when Steve and I cash bets, we're going to celebrate, and we're going to give you free bets on DraftKings Sportsbook, and those will be given out from the Unreasonable Odd podcast Twitter. So you're going to want to make sure to follow that. And because NC State did us so well last week, no, I'm not going to do a giveaway, but I am going to give away a best bet. We are back on the Wolf Pack this week. NC State minus two and a half at Mississippi State. As I said, NC State won with conviction. It was at home, it was against South Florida, but 10 starters back on defense. They looked really, really good. The offense looked terrific, bringing a lot of skill position guys back. Top three receivers, top three running backs. They have skill position guys that can get the job done. Going on the road to play an SEC team, I don't care. Mississippi State, twenty-one point favorite last week, squeaked by La Tech, thirty-five to thirty-four at home. So they did not come ready, even in a home game. NC State's going to go on the road and and crush them here. Kenny White, somebody that I interview from time to time, the wizard of odds, they call him in college football. He has NC State projected for 8.8 wins in his magazine this year. Says that he has him ranked number six in the country in terms of just pure talent. NC State is going to get the job done, another convincing victory at Mississippi State. That is a Saturday evening kickoff. So go ahead on DraftKings Sportsbook, grab NC State. I'm adding that to my best bets. Card before Steve goes back into the hosting chair and gets us out of here after I just use my handy dandy note card again to get all that information in.
0: so congratulations on that as we said new podcast coming twice a week starting next week we're getting back into the nfl grind we'll be here to help you with all your betting and daily fantasy needs so make sure to hit the subscribe wherever you get your audio podcast whether it be itunes spotify yada 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 there's probably about five more that just popped up as i was sitting here rambling on with this sentence um make sure to follow the unreasonable odd singular not plural unreasonable odd twitter account giving out plays and all that good stuff as well. For Julian Edlow, I'm Steve Buchanan. We will see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,